You are now listening to How Do You Do? Featuring Bread Breakfast and Hannah Backwards. It's time to learn, y'all. Hi, hello and welcome. Ah, that's the wrong sound. Oh yeah. Welcome. 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 <laughs> we got this. We're, everything is under control. This is a professional operation and not at all done in my living room. <laughs> this is how do you do? What's your name? Hannah Backwards. What's yours? Bread Breakfast. Today, our guest is Samantha Monroe. Hi there. <laughs> Samantha, we are glad to have you. What do you What do you do? Um, I am a stripper, and I have been a stripper for nine years. That's fantastic! It's going to be an excellent show, as always. Uh, we've got some fun things to start off the show, and then we'll get into the questions. Does that sound good, Hannah? Does that sound good, Samantha? Sounds great. Absolutely. All right. So today I'm going to start us off with a rant because I work in a retail store and. We always have music playing, as most retail stores do. Our music recently has been country, pop country. That's not what my rant is about, actually. Um, Surprising. My rant is about drinking culture, because I've noticed that every single fucking song has to do with alcohol. And then when I changed it over to pop music, a lot of those are about alcohol, too. Like, specifically getting, like, too fucked up to function. Mm-hmm. And we we smoke cannabis. Yeah, we do. We don't really drink, but but we use we use the the devil's lettuce, and we never get too fucked up to function. And I can't imagine like wanting to do that on a regular basis past you know my drinking days in my twenties, <laughs> right? And when I hear these songs, they really make it look they make it look great. They make it look glamorous to be like shit hammered every single night. And to use that especially to, to cope with, you know, a Just bad situation like general. a breakup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like when that Kendrick Lamar song, Pools. Sw- swimming actu- Pools, yeah, yeah. people actually thought that was a drinking song. Because they're not really listening to it. Anti-alcoholism. <laughs> yeah. They're just hearing drink and they're thinking like it's a party song. I've heard it at many parties. Yeah. Yeah, and if you listen, that song's super dark. Yeah, that's I about love that alcoholism. Like, and how <laughs> Samantha, it is. you got you got some. They thoughts? played. They used to play that song at work. Like again, I said nine years, but yeah, I used to hear that often at work, yeah. and I was like, I got it, but maybe not. This isn't. This it isn't was, song. Grand, granddad had a golden flask. Yeah, that that's like everyone in his family was an alcoholic, yeah. and he's trying to break that cycle. And it's about the such this, a good song. Though. It's yes. a great song. Slaps. Love Kendrick Lamar. But, you know, it's just no wonder that all of my friends are in recovery or I just see them as, like, people that I can't rely on for a ride. Yeah. And and it's it's a tough place to be. And I'm 34. You're, you're 31. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> we're married, folks. Uh, <laughs> but it's not even me, like, judging people still you know living their youth it's it's like hey you guys should slow down yeah spend your money on dungeons and dragons or legos or something yeah, like, then you don't have to always buy alcohol and it's not classy if you're only drinking wine right like we know now like, <laughs> if your teeth are purple yeah <laughs> you can tell yeah. <laughs> you can. can i as somebody that works in a bar i also yeah. want to shout out if you're middle age and drinking fireball 
Maybe don't. Maybe <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, right? Like, oh, God, what is your bathroom like in the morning? It's awful. <laughs> Fireball is the worst. It's just candy with liquor in it. When I meet men that drink Fireball or want to do shots of Fireball at work, I always wonder if they're, like, sleeping with college-age girls. I'm like, what are you doing? That or vodka shots. I'm like, are you okay? All right. See, I, I used to like Jaeger, but... Ugh, I pe- love Jaeger. Jaeger tastes though. good. Ugh. But it's it's like a dessert. You have a small glass of it and you sip it at dessert. That's a proper way to drink cake. Oh, okay. It's a, it's an after dinner drink. I was say, and I've never seen anybody drink it like that. I've just shot it. Yeah, I've I was shot. I have it. no high ground. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I I was just as bad as anyone else at, at one point. But that's like. If you actually look into the history of some of these boozes that we love to shoot, it's it's like yeah. meant to be meant to have like a half an ounce um, with ice cream, and then you go to bed healthy and sober. Nope, we're that was gonna also drink the days a liter. When cocaine was legal though, so yeah. oh, absolutely, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's my rant. I just I want to hear a country song that's about like you know, poverty or, or something that we really have to deal with, not uh, I drank 30 Bud Lights and crashed my truck into a tree. What you want is Reba McIntyre. Is that what I want? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look into is some Reba. I, I only know her as the, as the famous comedic actress. Oh, my God. I've, I've Hulu recently added the last two seasons of her show, and I have been watching it, and I do feel masochistic doing it. It has been... It, oh my god the I laugh track like the, alone yeah. it was such a horrible it's show so bad i'm a, i'm going through the arc where reva is uh dating the the pastor and he's such like a hot young stud as she would say but reva like is reva so it is weird to like watch them make out and stuff and i'm like <laughs> what is going on here um also i do think barbara jean wanted to be sapphic with reba and i wish they had i wish See, i wish it had gone that, that way too. yeah just let it go i don't, I don't know the show i only know her as the right. race car driver from little rascals oh i don't okay oh. okay i'm sorry yeah she, she was the famous celebrity at the end of the the yeah. race she kissed my knowledge is pedestrian yeah. <laughs> okay well see it started early it started early yeah, with her she didn't, they didn't know she was a girl yeah, that was the whole twist. Okay. Was that this this race car? That like, movie is problematic. It was, like, it was like it was a very like androgynous name. Like it could have been either one. Are AJ they, something? Yeah. Oh they my take god! I need to rewatch the, like, this movie. Then. Girl. <laughs> She's like, yeah, sugar, whatever. And then yeah, kisses sugar. her on the, on the cheek. <laughs> She's a survivor. Yeah, she is. Good old reason. I have been talking about Shania Twain every day for the past <gasps> oh few weeks. My I don't God. know why. I love Shania Twain. I, I know did. Why. Okay, no shit. When I was, in, I can curse here, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, no shit. When I was in fourth grade, I did a report on her, bio, like a biographical report of her. And yes, I did perform at the end of that, of that, uh, Oral report. Um, is, is I there love evidence of this? No, do God, no, no. Nobody's <laughs> recording it. Um, no, I couldn't do Lucille Ball or Shirley or Shirley Page, Shirley Temple, because other girls were doing that. So I was like, you know what, Shania Twain. Um, also, a couple years ago, one of the best moments of my life, I was in a ride at a theme park, and um, over the radio, I heard na 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 na, and this much older man in front of me turns to whoever he was with and goes, "Let's go, girls!" And I was like, "Oh, my day is made." <laughs> I, I think I said this on the last episode, but somebody walked into my shop as I was doing a full choreographed dance to Feels Like a Woman. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> Man, I feel like a woman. It's a bop. There were all sorts of little twists, and I was like pretending I had a hat. Yeah, um, get down. I was made it. That's how I get my exercise at work, or else my watch yells at me. <laughs> I used to do morning karaoke at my house in the morning to like wake myself. Up. Right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you gotta works. do something. <laughs> so let's go on into the shout out. Yeah. Frito-Lay strikers. Hannah, do you know about the Frito-Lay strike? Um, no, just kind of what we talked about before the show. Yeah. So they are striking because they've been working 84-hour weeks and with, like, no breaks. Um, the, the one story that I keep hearing is that, um, and I don't know the circumstances, someone had passed away, like, on the production line, and management just said, uh, they they shut down production, said move the body, and then get back to work. What the fuck? Yeah, like it's take, real dystopian times. Take some time out. A pour, dead pour body? one out for your homie. Like take some fucking time if someone dies. Don't just move the body and carry on. I was like, we don't need that many chips. We'll be fine for a little bit. Yeah, I can do without Doritos. I know that people, certain people can't. Um, <laughs> there there are people who love their Doritos, but. I am okay with respecting the dead if it means I don't get that nacho cheese flavor in my life. But yeah, that's, that's fair. And, you know, to treat their workers like people. Yeah. 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 Humanity that's... matters a little bit more than, like, a delicious snack. And it, it kind of highlights... I've worked in these kinds of places, and I never last very long because I, I guess I just don't have it in me. But I've heard about people working at the Amazon... Uh, the Amazon plant, what, what do you oh, want to yeah. call it? Pa- uh, sh- packing facility, shipping facility. And, you know, having to clock out to go to the bathroom. There was one time, this, this is going to make me sound bad. I, uh, I was working at a call center and they said I had to raise my hand and get permission to go to the bathroom. And I yelled, I paid $60,000 for my college education so I don't have to ask permission to take a shit. <laughs> That's amazing. And then my manager was like, well, I didn't go to college, so raise your goddamn hand. And uh, that that should highlight just... Truth is, nobody should have to ask for permission yeah, to yeah, get up. like, if I'm going to the bathroom, I'm going to the bathroom. Yeah. I had to get a note when I worked at a dish so I could have unlimited bathroom breaks after I got my gallbladder removed. Jeez. What the fuck? Yeah. It was like the situation where... And this just popped up on my Facebook memories. If I am running towards the bathroom and you're in my way, get out of the way. Yeah. I will go through you. Yes. You will be nothing. You will be a greasy spot on the floor. I was going to say, yeah, what A-Train does to that guy's Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Exactly. They had to go to the bathroom. We Uh, warned you. uh, But this this is why there is power in a union. And we should be rising up. Seize the means of production. What is it? The only thing that we have to lose is our chains. And and we should, you know, these abusive workplaces, we should be taking it back. Yeah, and that means out. that we don't get to eat chili cheese Fritos for a couple months. Fine with that. I am perfectly okay with that. I'll buy the knockoffs. They're just as we good. We will live. Yeah. Uh, so, Frito-Lay Strikers, we're with you. Um, real quick, I'm going to give a shout-out, a little advertisement 
to shopstranger.com. They sent us these t-shirts, and aren't they great? They're amazing. They feel soft. They're comfortable. They're stretchy where you need them to be. Yeah, they fit really well. So, punk parents, if you need your dad religion or mother threat or whatever you can imagine, they've got dad brains. They've got a lot of cool shirts. And they, they have slip mats. They have socks. They have a shirt that says, fuck COVID-19, and I love it because truly, fuck, fuck COVID. COVID. <laughs> and you can get it, shopstranger.com, Stranger Prints. They are awesome. Uh, Hannah, do you have a fact for us today? I wrote a little bit here, but you re- you go ahead and read your fact, and I'll, I'll uh, elaborate on it because I did some research, too. Okay, then. Yeah. Look at us. All right. So the first versions of strippers date back to the 6th century B.C. Do you know... The Bible story about strippers? No. Samantha, do you? Uh, I know about the stripper in Dogma, and that's as close as I get. <laughs> With the shit Such demon. Such a yeah. good <laughs> Shit column. Uh, so, King Herod um, had a... Uh, received, essentially, a lap dance. Like, it's, it's like a private dance um, in the story. Yeah. And it was so good, he said... I will give you whatever you want to this this dancer. And that was um, Salome. Uh, and she said, bring me the head of John the Baptist. So she danced so well that she had a disciple killed. And, uh, Get it? Girl boss. Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, can you imagine dancing that well? Yes. <laughs> I can imagine ruining a life. It's uh, not far from a step from there. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So let's go ahead and ask you about that. First, what are your pronouns? Uh, she, her. I would like fave fem, but honestly, I think she, her is going to be easier. So Okay. We'll go with that one. Okay. Uh, and you said you're a stripper. Mm-hmm. Are you an independent contractor? Yes, I am. They make us sign a contract every year. Yep. That's Alrighty. that's what I figured. That that will come into play. That's uh, so 1099, is that right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's just like selling vacuums. It's <laughs> Basically. The same contract. Basically, You're self-employed yeah. to an extent. Yes, you are yeah. self-employed. You have to do all that yourself. Is the business shady? Stripping in general? Uh, I think so. I think... First, I think any job where people profit off of other people's labor, which is almost any job, is going to be shady to some extent. And I think, in addition, when you have um, the subject of bodies and sex and working in gray areas, of course, shady things are going to come up. Um, I think you can avoid some seedier elements, but it is always going to be there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how long have you been doing it? Nine years. Nine years. Mm-hmm. That is a long time. It is. It feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, are drugs rampant in the industry? In the industry, yes. Um, my work does try to uh, take care of them. If they catch people selling, they will fire them, but people get rehired often. Um, so it's just kind of something you have to try to chase out other ways. So, so saying I quit selling and then you can get back on uh just wait like a month or two and then come back maybe like (laughs) cry to the big manager or something (laughs) whatever whatever works i guess yeah no nobody stays gone forever (laughs) that's interesting 
Uh, does race color your experience? It absolutely does. Um, so I am uh, one fourth black, um, and I the rest I'm white. Um, I would identify as black. Um, and I definitely, I, I look uh, at least mixed. Um, I think often people will assume I am, I, I'm a different race depending on who they are. Um, I've had plenty of people assume I'm Hispanic and try and speak Spanish to me. Um, I've had some interesting older white men just assume I'm Italian. Um, and then I've had plenty of people um, ask about me being black and find out I'm black and then have really weird follow-up questions or statements. Um, as far as stripping goes, I usually get the question of, well, who is black, your mommy or your daddy? Um, or I'll get like questions about, do you prefer black men or white men? Or um, I'll get weird questions about my body or heritage. So um, I just lie to them and I don't tell them I'm black. And in, in the South, you kind of have to uh, do that sometimes you, you have to lie people are weird um, yeah I I think in general like stripping like any sort of sex work to keep yourself safe and to make the most money you're going to need to like hide details about yourself um and sometimes straight out lie about yourself um I tell men that my mother um was an immigrant from Brazil that she and her family moved when she was two years old and then I tell them that my dad is a white mix um and that his mom is Russian and then I say well actually Moldovian but it's it's similar enough um but that way I get them thinking about different things other than like their own racism yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, let's see. So when we talked before, you talked about scams. Yeah. Talk about scams. Um, so what my job title actually is, is a stripper. But what I actually do is I try to find how somebody wants to feel and what they want, they, what their fantasy of what they will be getting is. And I make them think they're getting that. And I get a lot of money for that. Um, I will not outright say like, yes, we will have sex, um, but I will smile and nod a lot, and I will use um, vague and evocative language to make them think they will, and then our time is up. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's definitely... That's a thing in any job, I think. When I sold RVs, I, I hate camping. I hate going outside, but when I sold RVs, you best believe I told people I was out every weekend at the lake. Yeah, with this RV right here. And yeah. if you wanted to buy it, I owned one just like it. You're selling a fantasy in a lot of sales jobs, and this is mm -hmm. definitely one of them. Like, you you enter in knowing, especially like strip clubs, you enter in knowing that this is a fantasy you are being sold. For sure. Yeah. Are you pressured to have sex with the guests? Um, By the guests, yes. Um, my managers obviously would prefer things to be clean. Um. So not by them and not really by other women I work with. Um, but uh, guests often think that there's a right price. And some, sometimes the price, like I'm not going to do it anyway, but sometimes the price is incredibly rudely low. It's um, not right. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't like, if you, if you think like a grand will get it, okay, like give me the money and I'll see you never, sucker. Um, <laughs> but if you think a hundred is going to get it, I am insulted. And I, I don't know. I will learn your social security number and get back at you or something. Um, but no, like I, I, there are plenty of most, I think customers, even if they say they're not expecting sex, they are expecting there to be some way to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we talked about this, uh, before the show, the last time I was in a strip club, I was offered oral sex yeah. for $40. 
which was actually the price of a private dance. Yeah, like, why? Which what just you... made me think that she just wanted to do it. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> Maybe she just needed the practice. But I, I was... I, and I, I thought, you know, it probably doesn't also come with a dance. You know, it's probably... Oh, yeah. <laughs> one or you the other. You gotta stand at the bar while you... Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... And of course, I turned it down. I my very pregnant wife at the time would have been very angry with me. But uh, I think I, I also told them I was gay. I th- yeah, that story. I think you did mention. You I have a workaround gay. when men tell me that as an excuse. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll have them open the gallery on their phone and see what pictures they've saved. <laughs> it's usually evident, like if there are pictures of like naked or shirtless men or like anything involving that culture sure but if it's like a bunch of women's nudes like i guess you're not gay are you so yeah and there are plenty of men that are like no you can't see my phone and i figure i mean yeah anyway that's i i deal with a lot of men trying to get out of weird ways of just saying no and i just i'm saying just say no it's fine yeah yeah tell me get lost i definitely said no and uh apparently i said it very loudly because (laughs) Everybody at the table looked at me and said it was the most hilarious thing to see me uh, yelling no as she raked my face across her bare chest. Oh. <laughs> so I got a mouthful no. of titty. Yeah. Okay. And I'm she said like, free samples. Yeah. No. No. And, but she, they weren't taking no for an answer. And I totally understand why they wouldn't. And I've been in this situation in other jobs, so I get it, and I don't fault them for it. You do have to be persistent in this line of work. Yeah. I wait for a third no before I actually leave. But I'm also not trying to, like, S anyone's D, so. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, the, whole, the whole point of what, what I'm saying is that maybe uh, the guys who are offering you too little, that's what they've been offered in the past. Oh, I'm sure that is the case, but I still think, like... Sir, you got a deal you shouldn't have get, gotten then. Yeah. You, <laughs> You're still selfish. I hope you tipped well. Yeah, you got that on clearance. Yeah. <laughs> you got uh, that on clearance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, does Oklahoma have some weird rules? I know some states do. You're not allowed to be naked, are you? Uh, where I work, it is, um, they serve alcohol, so they are not all nude. Yeah. Um, but there are places that are all nude and they don't serve alcohol, which means people are chugging liquor in the um, parking lot and then rolling in or other things. Yeah, I just I, I went to a strip club in Dallas. That was BYOB. Mm-hmm. It's $20 at the door, but then you could bring whatever booze you wanted in. Dang. And they got uh, totally naked. And I felt like the rules there were a lot looser. Yeah, those places tend to be wilder. It was it was a wild night. I mean, yeah, it's it's a good way to skirt around it too, because they can still be full nude because they're not the ones providing the beer. Yeah, right, right. you know, which is great. Um, do you have good security where you're at? Um, good security as far as a strip club goes, I think so. Uh, good security as far as like I always feel safe. I know they've got my back. No, that's fair and sad. Yeah, <laughs> so criminalize things. We're doing it a little differently this time. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. It's been about 20 minutes. Then we're going to go into a special segment because I have a shitload of audience questions. Okay. And I Yay! know they want to know some stuff. I got things to say. Ugh, this pipe sucks. Go get a new one. 
Where? Some shady hole in the wall where I have to spend my whole paycheck just on a piece of shit that'll break in a day? Okay, wow. You have a lot of feelings about this. Why don't you take another hit? <coughs> where do I go? The vape shop at 129th and Memorial in Bixby. What makes them so special? They have a great selection of glass, vapes, pipes, accessories, e-juice, kratom, and more. They have good prices, they're very knowledgeable, and the best part, they're all really good looking. Easy on the eyes, huh? Sexy as hell. The Vape Shop, with two A's, 129th and Memorial in Bixby. Welcome back. This is How Do You Do? We've just taken a break. We've eaten some food. We've had some drinks. Not the alcoholic kind, as my rant probably made clear. <laughs> so now we're gonna ask you some audience questions yeah. because I had uh, I had some friends, some listeners, chime in. They wanted to know some really interesting things. Uh, let's start with you. Want to ask Ducky's question? Ducky, uh, we're not gonna do last names. Ducky's a good guy, and yeah. he's got a fun one. Yeah. So, what's the strangest tip that wasn't money that you've gotten? I've gotten, okay, this is money adjacent, so I'm going to name these first. Um, I've gotten money order. I've been paid in a money order before. Wow. I've <laughs> been paid in a Kohl's, uh, I, he said it was a Kohl's gift card, but I'm pretty sure it was a Kohl's credit card. Uh, it didn't work, Whoa. so I, I, whatever, it's fine, I just took it. Um, <laughs> and then obviously I've been paid, like, through payment process, like online payment processors. Um, but I've also had a customer give me for my birthday, um, roller skates before. I don't know that I'd call that a tip and I've had, um, expensive jewelry given to me, um, before. Um, I had a man tip me a Vivance one time. Well, okay. Then. Yeah. That's a hell of a tip. I, yeah. I haven't, I don't know what Vivance would do to me, so I haven't taken it, but I have it. It's ADHD medication. It, it is. is. Yeah. So, I mean, depends on if you have ADHD or not. I, well, I don't, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. I guess now, we can it? learn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. What's, what do we got next? Uh, Brianna, uh, wanted to know, how do you keep yourself safe at private parties or do you do private parties? I do not do private parties. Okay. Um, I have told plenty of men, yeah, I'll meet you at your hotel or their house or whatever, but then pff, I'm going home and showering. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh. How are you able to grip and stay on the pole? She said that she would have issues with sweat. You just like dry off your hands. Like you will sweat, but it's not it's not going to be a hindrance. Um, you should wipe down the pole with um, alcohol uh, before you get on it, um, just to be safe and clean. Um, but yeah, it's it's really not an issue. I think it, I think the stripper poles are built for that. Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I've definitely uh, fallen off of one. Before. Yes, you can fall off them. Um, I have <laughs> slipped. I have never actually fallen, but I've slipped. I did used to when nobody was tipping. If I was dancing on stage, I would lie down, um, spread eagle like I'd fallen, and wait for somebody to come over to check on me, and then like dance for money and take tips. But um, I've never actually fallen. I was at a party in college, and they had a pole in the middle of the room that of course. we I used thought to have a pole was in my house. We thought it was screwed into the ceiling, but it was just, like, clamped to the ceiling. Yeah, there are um, <laughs> travel poles or removal poles that uh, use pressure to Yeah, it wasn't place. clamped very well, so when I jumped on it, it just fell. That's what happened to mine recently. <laughs> oh, no. I and swung around it, and it, like, came out in my hands, and I was like, oh, no. 
the whole thing fell on me. It was like 40 pounds, and I was drunk, and it just, like, smacked <laughs> me in the shoulder. Oh, no. I was, I was mad. Yeah. And, like, t- trying to look cool. And it, I did not. Being on the yeah. pole, you really feel like a superhero. Like the first yeah. time I took a pole class before I ever stripped, I I felt like like Felicia Hardy in a Spider Man comic. Like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's something. That's a really good way to stay in shape, right? Uh, it is. Um, I typically avoid stage, and I'm hella lazy, so I don't use that to stay in shape. Um, but it is a good way to stay in shape, and it's a good way to like get stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends who do it. Yeah. Well, let's ask these questions from Kelly. So Kelly wants to know, has anyone asked you to shit on them? <laughs> uh, no, nobody has asked me that. Um, I imagine if anybody wanted to, one, they would know or would quickly learn that there would be overhead costs. We would need to pay the manager to make sure I'm not getting fired. Um, we would need to pay whoever's going to have to clean that up. So that's already <laughs> telling several people and having to pay other people. Um and two, I imagine no anybody that wanted that has picked up my vibe that I'm not going to do that. Although, if somebody offered to pay me, I would take their money and then not do it. <laughs> Fair. Uh, how should you talk to a dancer? I mean, is there is like how, how as a customer? You, yeah, be respectful. Oh, and... um, I guess be respectful. Um, tip her for her time, no matter how long she's there. Um, and I don't mean like tip once and that's cool. I mean like every song or so, you should be handing over a bill. Um, that is, that is what I think the most polite thing to do is. I don't expect people to do that necessarily, but I do think consistently tipping somebody if they're spending time with you, um, and just go by whatever like call her whatever she wants to be called um also don't make us carry the whole conversation um our backs already hurt from swinging around a pole don't make us carry the conversation too right on (laughs) what's the most rewarding aspect of your work money obviously um financial freedom i can set my own schedule i can kind of come in whenever i want um i can technically look however i want um i go with a very safe look i think but i could do whatever i wanted um as far as that goes um there have been a a couple times i've had interactions with customers that have been emotionally fulfilling um things like people that are recently out of prison and haven't been hugged for a while um or men that have lost their wives um or things like that um so sometimes sometimes you'll talk to somebody that it feels really nice to talk to um but mostly it's financial and like freedom yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah how do you get a dancer to go home with you Um, so to get a dancer to go home with you, you definitely should give her two grand and just write your phone number on a piece of paper and hand that to her. Um, and then you shouldn't bother her past that. She will definitely go home with you if you do that. Um, if she doesn't go home with you, uh, it's because you didn't give her enough money and you should give her a couple more thousand and see how that goes. (laughs) That's the best answer. Yes. If you're asking that question, that's That's the answer. I. I've seen it happen, and I've had friends who, like, actually had relationships with dancers they met at their work. It does happen sometimes. Um, there are pl- there are plenty of dancers that will go home with guys. Um, I've had times that I was working and then decided, I'm having fun. I will have um, extracurricular fun with this person as well. Um, but it's never been a case of somebody... 
you know what I'm realizing I did one time go to a guy's house I was paid for it um he was a much older man um and he begged me and said just come over to my house and play Mario Kart with me um I made him give me a thousand and then I gave my friend um another 800 to go with me um we went we played Mario Kart we danced around with them for a minute I don't mean sexy dance I mean like put on Frank Sinatra danced around and then we left and the next time I saw him he was very mad that all we did was play Mario Kart and I said that's all we said we were going to do so that's what we did so okay um but yeah there are there are some uh dancers that will go home with people um maybe they'll ask for money for that maybe they'll do it just because they like it um everybody's different uh I do think if that is the case you should always ask yourself what has put that person in the situation um because if somebody's doing that that's usually not the first thing they want to be doing. Um, I always say nobody comes to this job because things are going well. And I think that would doubly apply as far as leaving with customers goes. Yeah. What's the craziest shit you've seen at work? Craziest shit I've seen at work or craziest shit you've participated in. Um, I don't know. What do you got? I saw a woman customer one time throw a shoe at our manager. Um, I've seen plenty of men get up on the stage thinking they're being funny um, I've seen people get in fights. Oh, oh, okay. A fight. Yeah. A fight was the craziest thing I've seen at work. Um, I, uh, I used to always say don't work weekends because weekends are when things are likely to get scary if they're going to get scary. Um, and I got to witness that one Friday night when I did work. Um, I watched a, watched a coworker get pulled out of her car and get her ass beat by two other girls. Um, there were hair extensions everywhere. It was uh, pretty horrible to watch. Um, I wanted to, I, I later realized that it was um, a friend of mine. I didn't recognize her because she had her clothes on. Um, but I I watched a pretty horrific um, beat up go on with that and um, think about it often. Uh, I, I didn't know what to do. I wanted to go out and help, but I don't know who has a gun. Um, I just kind of assume everybody has a gun. It also was after 2 a.m. Um, shit's bad at that point. There were a lot of other cars. It was very scary. Obviously, there was alcohol involved. Um, and yeah, the, the best I could do was just record it on my phone in case this person wanted to press charges. Um, and I'm glad I did. I later contacted her and was like, hey, I have this if you need it. Um, that's probably the craziest thing I've ever seen at work. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. insane. Uh, what are some common yeah. mistakes or misconceptions that people make or think? Um, I think, do you mean customers or strippers? Customers. Okay. Um, I think a lot of customers think that everybody is either putting themselves through work or has some tragic backstory. Um, I now have a, f or uh, putting themselves through school, I'm sorry, and has a tragic backstory. Um, I have developed a character for work with a tragic backstory, um, but back when I didn't have one, uh, the men were baffled and didn't know why I was working there. Um, so I think that assumption, um, I think, yeah, men assume, or customers assuming that all um, of the entertainers are on drugs. Um, I think I think they assume a certain lifestyle and they also assume you're going to be stupid, um, which I absolutely lean into to make more money. But it's kind of, I don't know, baffling. So mm -hmm. my former, uh, well, I do clinical trials. I have an immune disorder. I go to an allergy clinic. They do clinical trials on me like twice a year. My former clinician paid her way through grad school stripping. And you can make a shit ton of money at this job. She, yeah. she made more money as a dancer than she made as a, a doctor. I'm not surprised. Like, <laughs> I, it's, I, I appreciate the 
monetary opportunities I have, but it is baffling and kind of upsetting how much you can make stripping versus how much many other jobs make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm absolutely jealous that you can do that. Yeah, if I went up I'm, there. I mean, as, <laughs> as, as women, we put up with a whole lot of bullshit, but this yeah. is definitely one kind of nice privilege that we can at least turn the thing that's weaponized against us into a financial opportunity. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And of any shape, it doesn't matter. I've heard women say, well, I'm fat. You know what? There are dudes who love that. There are plenty. I've seen plenty of big girls go through um, my work. Uh, now, they did for a while have lists for girls that were like a certain weight or didn't look right that they would bully the women about it until they either quit or lost weight um but there absolutely have been like plenty of women that are bigger that have made money i genuinely believe that um any any girl or femme passing person could um make money stripping it's just um saying the right thing doing the right thing hitting the right clients doing everything right and being able to put up with the abuse that you will have to endure yeah and that's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. And I, I don't blame people for leaving. I don't blame people for coming back to it. For sure. So got some questions from River. Yeah. How much have you made in one night? Like, let's say, let's, let's. The like the highest, most I've made? The most you made in one night. The yeah. most I've made in one night um, ever was uh, $4,500. Wow. Yeah. One night. Yeah, one night. Mostly Ooh. one guy, but there was it's some others. Wow. What is your workout routine? Oh, my workout routine is... Obsess about food for a couple months, feel bad about myself, finally get back into the gym for one or two weeks and then lose it all again. Um, I have a lot of hobbies that are physical. Like I like to um, roller skate and rollerblade. Um, I like to go like on uh, river trips. Um, I like to, I, I have a lot of like, I go to festivals. I do a lot of things that involve a lot of, a lot of walking. So I'm kind of in shape, um, but I could do better as far as actual working out and eating healthy goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's a story with all of us. That we, could, <laughs> yeah. we could all yeah. do just a little better. better. Like. Yeah. Uh, what's the biggest tip you've made? Um, Probably that night I made 45. Um, So you... People can obviously tip you on stage. They can tip you for hanging out. Um, You charge per dances, and you can also get tips on top of that. Um, And then you charge for the VIP, and then you can get tipped on that. So that night that I made 4,500, I probably made 4,000 in tips. Wow. Okay, that's that's a lot of money. <laughs> it's not a regular occurrence. A uh, thousand is closer to like the regular occurrence. So. And how many Still nights do you night. work a week? Uh, three. I should work four, but it's been three. That's <laughs> Sometimes two. A lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so, lastly, we have questions from Ashley. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's the most, or, or what's the most and least amount that you've ever made? So the forty five hundred obviously was the most. Was the most, yeah. What's the least you've I've, ever made? I've left owing the club like anywhere from sixty to a hundred dollars, um, and having to tell the DJ I'll get you next time. Like it, it really is a gamble. Um, there's no stability. Uh, that makes sense. But the sense. opportunity to make four thousand dollars. I mean, it's yeah. there. Yeah. It is there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, does how physically attractive customer is influence how you treat them? Um, no, there have been like plenty of men that I thought were physically attractive at work that I still hustled them the same. Um, there have been many, many men that I have not found attractive that I've also like done a good job hustling them. Um, I think as long as you can like evoke the chemistry needed, then it doesn't really matter. Um, I am less inclined to talk to people I find physically attractive though at work. (laughs) I, I feel like, yeah, it would work opposite of what 
you would immediately think like you would go for the guy that you consider ugly because I will go for the guy that I think will spend money. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be how they're dressed, how they're sitting, what they look like they want. Sure. Sometimes it's somebody that is not, that does not have a lot of money. And sometimes it's somebody that clearly does have a lot of money, but I'll go for the person that looks like they will spend money. That makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. What kind of demographic do you see in the club? Um, as far as uh, customers go, um, for a while there were a lot of businessmen coming in, but I feel like with the economy doing what it is, there are fewer. Um, I see a lot of farmers, a whole lot of cowboy boots. Um, uh, I do think it's mostly white. Um, we do get like a fair amount of uh, like black men that come in, um, and then we do get like some Asian and some Hispanic people that come in. Um, but yeah, I think it's mostly probably early thirties to sixties is like the main age that I see in there. Okay. Still, I mean, that is quite an age range Yeah, for that, but I would like to see demographics across the board in your industry. That's really interesting to me, but also I've seen how stripping in general, uh, is treated in different regions and different countries and cultures. Yeah. Um, when I was researching for this episode, I found a thing about uh, in China, they've recently had to make illegal the practice of stripping at funerals. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've I've heard of some like really outlandish <laughs> funerals people will do. What? At funeral? I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, your guest funeral strippers. I've heard of like hot tubs at funerals and funerals are sad. And... Why not make them a little more fun? Again? Yeah, <laughs> I guess I don't. And people I don't know. People are horny if... at, at death. If they wanted to go that way, you know, send them off with strippers. Or maybe they just fundamentally misunderstand what strippers are for. Maybe. Maybe they're just, like, deciding, you know what? We are, it's our culture. We can do what we want with this, so. (laughs) It's cheese and seafood of the horny world. Uh, Let's see. Do the strippers get along, uh, and are they territorial? Um... I think women are at work are quick to fight about money and to feel like they're being attacked by other people, like they're quick to read in slights. Um, and they'll definitely like get upset if you go to their customer. Um, but I think at the end of the day, you have to realize that people are coming into a strip club not because they want a monogamous relationship with a stripper. It's because they want to be excited. Um, I personally, when I approach customers, I'll always ask if they're waiting on someone. Um, but yeah, I think plenty of uh, strippers get territorial about um, their customers and people that they want to go to. Um, I will say, though, it is also um, pretty easy to work with other uh, women at work. Um, sometimes they'll try to work with you in ways that you don't want them to. Um, but there, I do see a lot of like collaboration among women there, too. All right. Do you, I mean, have you done that? Have you made more money in a collaboration? Or do yeah, you absolutely. Just do? Okay. Um, so when I was probably four years into this, um, these two women, um, I will call them uh, Lily and Rose. Um, Lily and Rose, they were strippers. I was doing a VIP with a customer. Um, I had made the basic amount of money. He paid for the room. And uh, Lily came in and started dancing on the guy and asked him if he wanted her to stay. And he said yes, because she was already dancing on him. Um, And she also asked for... um, So she went and ran his card for the room. And then she came back and asked for a tip. Um, And then she asked for me for a tip. So she... Or asked um, to get me a tip. Um, So she showed me that, like, two, two strippers can team up, like, just going into a VIP. You can hustle and make more money for yourself and the club. Um, also, Lily and Rose would frequently start a 
most clubs will not allow this. I don't think ours did either. Um, they would each go in to start a VIP and then um, one of them would come and crash the other's VIP. The other would say, let me go run your card for you and then would go to the... Um, so while uh, Rose was in Lily's VIP, Lily would go to run the card and then go to Rose's VIP and crash it. And then Rose would say in the other VIP, in Lily's VIP, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And then they would go just run multiple <laughs> just, VIPs at once. Wow. Yeah, these, these a, women wow. were incredible. Like, that is absolutely ruthless yeah but um but yeah even last night uh i a guy pulled me into i didn't crash a girl's vip but a guy pulled me into it and um i got my money and then i asked him to give her more money and then i said well you're giving her money more money can i have more money and we went back and forth and at the end of the night i made 13 last night um and at the end of the night she found me in the dressing room and hugged me and said you're coming into all of my rooms now (laughs) so you can absolutely work together that's wonderful do you uh, ever interact with law enforcement there? Um, yes. So because we uh, have a nipple coverage rule, um, most clubs in the area do, um, meaning you have to wear pasties or have uh, liquid latex paint. Yes, the kind you get at Michael's um, covering their nipples. Sometimes we'll have um, officers come in and they're checking for us to be wearing the latex, but really they're usually... Um, hazing a rookie like they've got a rookie that they're coming in and they're basically just sexually harassing us to make fun of the rookie um and then sometimes uh customers or strippers will um have legal troubles that requires uh an officer to come in and then sometimes we've had um violence happen and uh officers have had to come in um i frequently avoid them there have been a couple of times i've been sitting with somebody that i suspected to be law enforcement um or told me they were and i've uh tried to get out of working with them um Honestly, I think a, if a cop is going to bust you for something, they're going to bust you for no matter what. There's all sorts of little ways you can break the law. Like, technically, you're not supposed to have both feet off of the ground. That would be a violation. Um, if they're going to pop you for something, they're going to pop you for something. So just avoiding law enforcement in general. Um, also, fucking ACAB. Um, right on. ACAB. Yeah. A-cab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the police. Absolutely. If your job is to make poor people's lives harder fuck you yeah yep. we are poor fuck you go yeah. fuck yourself how do you handle political disagreements in conversation i'm guessing you probably have a few i'm um pretty leftist and we have uh, a lot of republicans and right wing and outright racists that come in um i usually try and ignore or work with whatever their shitty view is i'll just kind of grit my teeth and bear it um, but I have been trying to leave breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs of socialism in conversation. Um, I recently spoke with a veteran who later on made sure to tell me literally five times that he hates Muslim people. Um, that's not the word he used, but that's how I'm going to phrase it. Um, yeah. I, I had a veteran tell me that he was a veteran and it fucked him up in a lot of ways and that his um, daughter uh, committed suicide because of her PTSD. And I talked to him about how, you know, it's... It's so weird to me that, like, we don't take better care of our vets. We should have, like, therapy and better medical care for them. It's, I don't know, my if I'm paying taxes and they're going to the military, I'd rather they go to, like, helping the people than buying more weapons. Like, I'll do that kind of thing um, and try and lead them there. Eventually, I got him saying, you know, you are right. And I'm like, yes. Um, <laughs> I've, right. I've had that same conversation and to the same conclusion and i absolutely love how you're handling it because i do 
the same exact shit. It's yeah, man. It sounds like you had a really rough time over there. You know, it'd be rad if we stopped going over there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm all about helping the troops at home. You know, all those homeless veterans and, you know, just. Let's just help all the homeless people. And yeah, we'll help like the you slowly. Too. I have to like stop it at some point, but yeah, I, I just kind of slowly <laughs> give them that. Um, I've talked to them about like addicts and being nice to them. Um, I talked to one guy about billionaires, and I eventually got him onto like uh, an eat the rich mindset. Um, so breadcrumbs of socialism. Yeah. Um, but in general, I I can't argue with somebody's politics in there. They're that's not what they're there for, and yeah. it's gonna make both of us mad. So yeah, yeah, I've. Uh, I, I actually had this conversation with a veteran the other day and and convinced him that all war was bad. In the <laughs> end. Good. <laughs> oh, God, I've talked about UBIs with people before. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, you know, basically, if you can get on anyone's level, you can tell them uh, how you feel without offending them. And convince them that empathy is the right course of yeah, action. Yeah, I, I try to lead them to right mindsets. Um, at the end of the day, I'm just there to take their money, though. So if they're going to be a hateful, hood-wearing bigot or whatever, then I, fine, okay. Yeah, with um, a deep pocket. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. just give me your fucking money. Yeah. Just give um, it all. I, <laughs> I generally bring up, like, hey, everyone I went to high school with who uh, who joined the military, they joined because they couldn't afford college, and they came mm-hmm. back real fucked up. Yes. And so my um my work character has a family with a back a tragic backstory. Um I tell them about my fake brother-in-law, not really in-law. He's really my sister's baby daddy. Um but I'll tell them about how he got back from Afghanistan and committed suicide um a, a year after his daughter was born. This is fake obviously. Um but I'll use that into getting to like a conversation about like how do we treat our military and things like that with them. Um and yeah. I tell them my made-up older sister is in and out of rehab and then we'll talk about like addiction that way so yeah. yeah the bottom line is everybody hates the va so it's true everybody <laughs> hates the fucking va so we can talk about that thing. yeah can but that is uh <laughs> that is all of our audience questions so we're going to take another quick break and be back with the rest of our questions cool. and then we'll wrap it up I don't know how kids play with this thing. It's, it's actually quite difficult. I don't it's think really, they do. It's hard. Yeah, I don't. I think I probably had one, and I just you know zipped up and down it because hitting the actual do. keys is hard. It, this one is tiny. It yeah. sounds bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's difficult. It's difficult. Uh, That's cute. It is, and I I worked really hard to find a toy fucking instrument because. Nobody had them. No kazoo. No kazoo. Places. I I was looking for um, specifically a toy piano. Oh. And nobody had any. And I think it's because parents nowadays don't want their kids to be musicians. (laughs) They might also just do like iPads instead. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, My my kid, she just loves her her tablet. Yeah, I'm just saying if you can download like a a piano app on your phone, then like or your iPad or whatever, why wouldn't you just do that instead of buying the toy? Way easier. Absolutely. (laughs) So let's get to some questions. Have you been stalked or followed? Um, I have never been stalked. I've been threatened. Um, I, I grew up with a parent in law enforcement, so I'm really, and also like many women my age grew up with like 
stories of don't wear a ponytail, it's easy to grab and like always have your keys in your hand. So there are a lot of natural protective measures I take. Um, I usually, when I'm leaving at the club, I clock out um, as soon as I can. Uh, and then I go straight to the back near where the manager is. So it looks like I'm going to see the manager and then I'll go out the back door that way. And then my car is parked right there. So I'll just like run to it and get in. Um, I try not to linger in the parking lot. Uh, I've had a couple of times um, a, a man come up to my car and try to talk to me while I was there. Um, I would just like back up. I would shake my head and just back up my car and start to leave. Um, anytime I've had men talk to me in the parking lot, occasionally I'll say things like suck my dick or fuck off. Um, but usually I'll just say, talk to me inside. Um, so I try to avoid that. Um, and then I make sure I'm not being followed on my way home. Um, if I think I'm being followed, I'll go to a police station and park there. Um, and then I check when I do get home, I make sure like nobody's driving by my house or anything like that. And then I run inside and lock the door. Um, so I take a lot of protective measures not to be stopped. I also don't give out any real information, even my real information, like my real name and my real life story and my real phone number. It's all fake. Like I have a Google voice number that I give men. It's literally all fake. So good luck Googling me. <laughs> yeah, that's, I can completely yeah. <laughs> understand that stuff. I mean, even in my line of work, if I have somebody add me on Facebook, I'm like, I'm not out at work. Yeah. No, no. Secret. Yeah. 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 <laughs> work is work. Home is home. I like, don't even no. add coworkers anymore on Facebook because some of them will spill my real name or just be weird. So I just don't do that. Yeah. Um, I also, even the, uh, the online payment processor I use, um, they're pretty lax right now. So I don't want to name them because I don't want like them to suddenly not be lax. Don't blow up your spot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, even that, my quote unquote real name that's attached to it isn't my real name. Um, it's my, my fake real name. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I insulate myself in a lot of ways. I also often don't interact even with my coworkers um, in real ways. So I won't get attached to them and then have whatever their drama is filling into my life. Yeah. So what are some ways you've gotten back at shitty customers? Uh, like, like stalkers or, or, Dudes who talk bad about their wives. So, um, there have been a handful of times that, um, men have been pretty crap at work. Uh, one of my favorite and probably more insidious ways, um, when men have been, uh, trying to assault me without paying me. Like, I, I know you're going to try to do it, but at least be paying me for doing it. Um, if they're doing that or if they've been particularly rude or racist or horrific, or if they've said things about their wives or their family that I think are detestable, um, I will, while I'm talking to them, I'll, um, chew a little piece of the gum that I'm chewing, um, and I'll, I'll tear it off in my hand. As a side note, I chew gum at work to help me talk slower and talk with an accent, um, because they want you to talk slow there. Uh, anyway, I'll chew off, the, or I'll take off that piece of gum and I'll wad it in their hair or underneath their collar, um, underneath their collar for their wife to find and start asking questions. Um, and then in their hair, if they're just shitty. Um, I only do this with men that have very short, that have short hair. I've never done it to a man with long hair at work. Um, but I've done that. I used to carry glitter bombs in my purse, which were tiny little envelopes filled with glitter that I could dump on men if they were, um, terrible to me um i also had a man refuse to pay oh i thought of another thing after this i had a man refuse to pay me what he owed me and then when he finally did give me a little more not even the full amount i ripped up the dollar bill in front of him um said i don't need your fucking money um and then another time a man owed me 90 dollars in dances and then he walked away and refused to pay me so i took his very expensive looking nasa jacket and i still have it to this day um I've had men try to rip off my mask during COVID times because I was one of the only people wearing one. Um, and I've taken things off of them, them and put them in trash cans. Um, 
the the club will try to protect you, quote unquote, but they're not really going to protect you unless it becomes like a liability issue. So you really have to defend yourself and like be scrappy. <laughs> so you mentioned COVID. Yeah. Let's talk about how yeah, hard how, that how, hit how you. That, how was that handled? Um, so at my job, we closed in um, Mar- the middle of March and then we reopened July 1st. Um, at that point, I thought when we came in and signed contracts that we would be told, like, wear a mask, um, here's hand sanitizers, we're checking temperatures, things like that. Um, but when I came in and signed my contract, I said, so what precautions are they taking? And they said, what are you talking about? And I said, do we wear a mask? They said, no. I said, okay. They said, there's hand sanitizer on the bar. That lasted two weeks. Um, they didn't take temperatures. There was a big sign plastered on the door saying, warning, you agree that you might get COVID if you come in here. Um, we had to sign contracts saying we understood that we might get COVID working there. Um, and yeah, people weren't made to wear masks or anything like that. Oftentimes people would bring in masks and not even put them on. Um, I don't think my, we also then, uh, if you wore a mask, it became a political issue to a lot of these customers as well. So you had to get into the nasty of that. Um, I had a fake backstory of why I had to wear a mask involving a fake lawsuit that was coming up for me. Um, but I don't necessarily think it hurt my money, but I do think it changed how I was treated and it gave me more obstacles. I don't think I had a huge loss of income from it. Um, I was still doing like, okay, um, but I had to fight for it more and it was just always an uphill battle. Um, as soon as I got vaccinated, I took my mask off. Um, I'm terrified about us having to go back to put them on, um, which we never should have taken them off in the first place. Yeah. Um, but they were pretty, it's like all their security. It's a... Uh, it's the bare minimum. Um, good luck. It is kind of the Wild West in a lot of ways. See, I watched bars going under and then <clears throat> driving by the strip club and you see the parking lot's full. And you yeah. go, these guys just want it no matter what. They do not We care. had outbreaks at work, by the way. We yeah. had, like, I know a lot of people that got it. Um, I had my blood tested to see if I had antibodies about uh, six months after starting back up again. And I didn't. I never caught it. Um, apparently, I have a blood type that's a little resistant to it. And then I got vaccinated. So, knock on wood, I've never gotten it. But we had outbreaks. Um we had rules change a couple times for a while uh, in order not to be considered a bar and to be a restaurant. We had to close at midnight instead of 2 a.m., which I love because I was going to go home and shower anyway. So um, it was nice to just get more sleep. Um, there were times where we just wouldn't serve alcohol after midnight. Um, every two weeks, the rules changed for a little while. Um, in addition, I had to take COVID precautions because I didn't necessarily change how I worked or like the contact I was already having with customers. But every time after I was, um, made money off a customer and like had to interact with them more, I would go douse myself in hand sanitizer and rinse my mouth out with, um, not hand sanitizer, rinse my mouth out with mouth, mouthwash. Uh, and my gums got kind of sensitive after a while. So, um, it was a scary time. I used to have panic attacks a lot because of that. I'm, yeah. I'm with you, yeah. Even in retail, like, we didn't close down, so shit was just weird yeah. for us. Yeah, no, it was, it was a really weird time. And then people coming back, it's just been a weird adjustment for everybody. It's it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I want to wear masks forever. Yeah. I, like, even if we have the sick or have the flu, just wear a mask. It's just, like, it'll prevent it from spreading. Yeah. Like, it's just... It keeps people from talking to I've me. I've had an allergy flare-up, and I've been wearing masks more yeah, because of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So how often do men touch or try to touch you? All the time. Um, they're going to do it anyway, so I monetize it or, like, make them have to 
pay a certain amount. Like men are going to grab my ass anyway. Men are going to grab my tits anyway. Um, I'm going to fight them as much as I can. And then I'm going to charge out the ass for it. Um, it's definitely helped. It helps me not say the word no and to make more money. Um, but yeah, I, I love the freedom this job gives me in so many ways. I love the opportunities it's afforded me, but it, it is accepting being assaulted every night. Well, what is allowed? So technically no touching is allowed at all. Um, but I've seen literally everything in the yeah. lap dance area. Um, I tell men no touching's allowed. I say, <clears throat> so technically you're not supposed to touch. Um, but like everyone touches legs and like ass cheeks. So anything else we should go play in the back. Um, and then usually that'll get them asking about like VIP and then I can charge them out the ass for that and continue to dodge their hands. Um, but I, yeah, I have people trying to take more my clothes off than I'm ready to, or that I want to. Um, I've been grabbing things. Oh, a weird move. A lot of men do is they'll like, this isn't just me. I've seen it to happen to other women, but like grab our stomachs and our abdomens. And it feels like they're checking for organs. I've started making jokes about it, but they'll like do a hard press on like our stomachs. And I don't know what it is, but like, it's so creepy. That's a fetish. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah. I saw it on TikTok. Enjoy my indigestion. Places. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, then I'm going to charge more. Yeah. It was, uh, it was like a woman who her whole deal, she kept all her clothes on it, but she'd pull her shirt up around her gut and just like knead into it. I don't and know. like flop it wasn't her, even them like kneading it or anything. Like it wasn't them like moving flesh or anything. It was just like pressing yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. I don't okay, well you gotta go to VIP to do any fetishes. So from now on we're going back there if we it's do that. It's like it's I think it's a, an offshoot of the Chubby Chaser thing. Maybe. Oh um, that is okay. All right. Well you know what I'm not worried about see, it. So know. yeah I know I know. Just charge um, extra. It's it's yeah I'm if just gonna, gonna charge. touch you charge you're gonna extra, do it anyway right? I'm to charge extra. Exactly. Yeah. So Okay, that surprises me. I didn't. I oh I, yeah, like I've had men absolutely try to like shove fingers inside of me during a regular lap dance. Yeah. Like you, you like I said, get scrappy fast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> well, and that brings us to another question. What are some like violent things you've witnessed in the club? Um. Okay. So things that I've experienced would be men trying to go straight into BDSM stuff, grabbing my neck, or like um even pushing more aggressively on me or like trying to kiss me, things like that. i usually have to dodge or get away from, um, I'm definitely weirded out by the guys that are like, I'm going to go straight into choking you without clearing it. Like at least ask for the safe word first. Like I'm not into it with them, but at least ask for a safe word. If we're going to do that, you fucking creep. Cause I, I do kind of worry. Like, well, what if the wrong guy goes too far again? I've always been able to get out of it. No problem. But I am like, uh, um, I also have, I, I saw a friend get jumped. Um, I didn't realize it was my friend at the time because she had her clothes on and I didn't see her all night. I didn't think she was working, but she showed up at the end of the night and her car and got into a fight with a couple of other women that I don't think worked there. Um, she told me later what had happened and it was, it was very silly and unfortunate, but they pulled her out of the car and like pummeled her. Um, she didn't come back in for a while. She still doesn't come in often. Um, but there were like, her, her extensions everywhere. It was, it was a mess and it was really upsetting. I, I think about it often. Um, I was afraid because you never, I just assume people have guns there because a lot of the times they do. It's the South. Yeah. It's just, it's just how it is. Um, so I didn't know who had a gun. I didn't know what would happen to me if I got out. I, 
I have a house to pay for. I have pets. I have a significant other to help. Like we have, I have commitments, so I couldn't endanger myself. So I figured the best I could do. And again, I didn't know this was my friend at the time. I didn't recognize it was her hat that was happening to. Um, but I just, I filmed it on my phone. So in case she wanted to go to a lawyer or do anything with it, um, she had that. And I, I later called her and apologized when I realized that it was her that had happened to. And I said, I'm so sorry. Um, and we're like, cool, but that's as far as violent things I've seen, that's that. Um, I heard stories, um, usually stuff on weekends. Of, oh, I I think I might have mentioned this. I've seen um, people fight with the managers and like swing punches and stuff occasionally. And sometimes girls in the back will fight. Um, but as far as violent things I've heard of, when I first started, uh, one girl was with a customer. And I guess before, right after he paid her, um, he got to an argument with another customer and they uh, he got stabbed and um, blood splattered on her. Um, I know another time a dancer was on stage and a customer touched her and that dancer's girlfriend was there at the time and pulled a gun and, um, pointed the gun at the manager at one point. Um, so that became an issue. Um, I know we've had a DJ be hit by a car before on purpose. Um, we've people get in fights out front, there are shootings, there are stabbings. Um, and this is the nice club where I work. I do want to make that clear. Like even if a club is nice, um, it's still, you're still playing in the gutter. It's still going to be scary. It is still a seedy place. And I don't mean the people that work there are bad or gross or anything i just mean the people there aren't protected and it gets wild and it's definitely one of the reasons i say hey if you're going to go in this industry i don't recommend it but if you are beware this is the world you are in yeah absolutely yeah that's fair so uh how often do men try to jack off or is that something you run into there there've only been like a <laughs> forgive the phrasing a handful of times that men have actually <laughs> used their hand to try to jack off around me um there have been plenty of times that while I'm dancing on them, they'll press my body in a way to like try and get themselves to climax. And there have been a couple of times men have done that. And I have, there's nothing you can do except just get more money from them for again, the assault. Um, you just try to avoid it. So I've had men try to use me for that. I'll usually like stand up and dance away from them. Like suddenly they'll have a much less contact dance. I won't be sitting in their laps again, kind of thing. Um, you just kind of have to evade where you can. So, when we we talked about this, we went over the questions before. I mentioned that I'd read an article about the special latex pants. Uh, the guy in the article called it a cum diaper. Oh no! And that yeah, that's a terrible that's thing. That's what we to call say. gray sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> well, he he was using it in the context of like the dancer grinding on him, and then he could just like you know no hands release. I had forgotten you know. this other story. <laughs> A coworker used to go to the strip club at lunch uh, a couple times a week, and I guess he liked the food. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I told you I don't get food at strip clubs unless you're like, if it's on a whim, you didn't eat earlier. Cool, but like people that go in for buffets or specifically yeah. eat there. Okay, cool. Uh, but he said that one day he was sitting, and I guess they had like rows of chairs in front of the stage, and he felt something hit his back, and it was the guy behind him had come. Oh, no. Oh, God, that's oh disgusting. God. It's so bad. I have been in VIP before and pulled the ottoman up to me to, like, brace myself on it to do a particular dance move and put my hand in a suspicious puddle. I immediately went to, like, wash it. Yeah. But, like, people are disgusting. Yeah. Are. You can hold that until you get home and just, like, have just go the to the memories. bathroom. That's what a lot of them do. They'll just go to the bathroom. Fine. I don't care. Just not. Oh, yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm even. I'm going to say don't. Um, do it just at don't. home. Yeah. <laughs> Have the memory of yeah. the dancer. Some clubs don't even care if you take your phone in 
and you like snap a quick picture of some titties if you're really that hard up to see tits. Um, everybody takes their phone in. Uh, but yeah, they have a rule at my club about um, taking pictures and video. But people do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's. It I is, mean, it, I'm, if you're that desperate, it's like latex on the nipples. It's a rule, but nobody cares. <laughs> yeah, which like, is unfortunate. I do not want to be photographed. It's no, unfortunate. no. I don't think that you should do it. But if we're going to compare that to you know polishing your helmet in the club. Uh, take a picture instead. Yeah, just have the girl send you pictures. I have heard of women, I wouldn't do this just because I don't want to, but more power to the women that do. I have heard of women having um, those Polaroid or Instamax cameras in their locker or just doing this beforehand, taking like nudes and selling them at work. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that that sounds like... Yeah. That's yeah, a I mean, decent that's like, That would be another one. Just do it, yeah. yeah. Walgreens will develop your photos. <laughs> if you if you want to do true. that, you don't want to go spend ten dollars on some get, get cheap a little film. Polaroid. Yeah, do that instead. It's classier. <laughs> do you ever get race? Oh, we talked about that. You do get racist comments yeah. from customers. We're trying to get. <clears throat> we got this notebooks, and so many people were so curious. Yeah, yeah I I've got like a hundred and three pages of, of <laughs> podcast here. <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite move to do on stage? Um, I like to climb up to the pole, um, lean backwards and take my top off while I'm upside down and then um, flip back down. Um, I also used to do this thing where I would swing myself around the pole, um, like my legs a certain way. I knew a girl who would climb up to the pole and then like um, turn her little legs into an air guitar thing oh, um nice. that was really cute uh see that is that's awesome yeah um i've seen some women do incredible things um i've seen two girls get on the pole at the same time and like spin around each other or climb on top of each other um my favorite move to do on stage this is stupid if i'm not being paid like if nobody's oh no um okay if if nobody's like tipping then sometimes i'll just like lie on my back or spread eagle like i fell down and i'll wait for somebody to come over and check on me and then i'll like be like give me money um <laughs> but my favorite move to do on stage when a guy finally does like tip my uh put a little tip in my panties on the side um i'll say oh it's so heavy put one on the other side so i don't walk funny um and then it can like double my money that way um i i don't like stage though personally so um I, I but i've had, done some weird stuff on stage yeah i so. had friends in college who got uh swooped up by this little strip club in small town uh college town we'll small town say, college town we'll say that and uh, uh they were just cocktail waitresses they, they had to walk around topless and sell drinks but that's and they made hella money yeah doing that. if you don't want to dance you, you don't have to there are plenty of other things to do yeah. yeah so what are some interesting things that you've done on stage so, um, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of going on stage, but when I do, um, I have danced multiple times to the Ghostbusters theme song and to the Doctor Who theme song. Bustin' um, makes me feel good. <laughs> uh, I one time had a friend tip me to go on stage and strip out of a unicorn onesie. Um, I also once danced to Umbop because I thought it was funny. Um, and I've done a TikTok dance on stage when I was bored. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, like, and then they're like, obviously oh, like, no. do what? Like the song Oh No that I keep seeing? No, it was like, it was a uh, Savage. Oh, okay. I was bored, yeah. Or maybe it was Say So. I don't know. It was around that time. Um, and then, like, there are certain moves I'll do of, like, putting my, like, le my um, ankles on their shoulders and moving a certain way. Or, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. All that's right. awesome. <laughs> I've got one of those unicorn onesies. They're 
it's it's like a big sleeping bag. It's it comfortable. Ha- it was hard to strip out of, I'll be honest. Like when I got to the shoes, I was like, yeah, shit. They open in the back. Can I struggle? Just lie on my back and peel them off. I have a Winnie the Pooh onesie if you want to borrow it. No, I've I got, got plenty you. of onesies. Okay. I've, I've had to like throw out onesies and now that's all Care Bears. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Care Bear onesies. I want to go to this adorable strip club. Right? <laughs> I only did it once. Um, but yeah, I usually tip the DJs to not have to go on stage because... It's a time sink. I don't think it's worth my, my time and my money. It sounds, I, it sounds like you're doing fine off stage. Yeah, I, I understand it's part of the job. And if I have to go on stage, sometimes that's the case. And I'll absolutely do it. I'm not going to argue. That's fine. I get it's part of my job. But if I can avoid it, I don't want to do it. Right on. <laughs> that's fair. So what does it pay? Um, so usually I can make at least 1000 to 2000 a week. Um, when it's slow, I can expect it to be 200 a night walk away. Um, but yeah, like uh, like last night I made $1,300. Um, last week I made around 19 the total week. Um, I've had weeks where I've made like $3,000. Um, I, can, I can usually expect to make at least six to 800 a week, if it's, even if it's really, really bad. Um, but usually it's a lot more than that. It's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a shitload of money. I mean, what got you started in all this? Um, bad choices, like I said. Uh, so, a long story short, because there's a long story before this even starts. Um, I was a cam girl for a year, and I had a fiancé that... Um, lived with me and he did not have a job. Um, it was a mistake and I eventually got away from him. Uh, he was bad in a lot of ways. Um, but, uh, I had a fine I had to pay, um, involving shoplifting from a Halloween store. Um, I had a girlfriend at the, we had a girlfriend at the time and she thought it was funny when I did this kind of this thing and it was a stupid decision. I got caught. Um, and I had to pay a fine, a really big fine or go to jail. Um, so, uh, like a week before I had to go to court and deal with this, um, I realized I was not going to make that money camming. Like I was barely paying for all of our stuff at that point. Um, again, it was two people on my camming income. Um, so I realized I was going to have to turn to stripping. I was like, Hey, for me not to go to jail, I need to do this. So I looked, this was stupid. I looked on Craigslist for strip clubs that were hiring. Do not do that. Um, I found one off the highway down uh, in the same shopping district as, or shopping center as a gas station um, out in the sticks. And I went in there and I don't think they even looked at my ID when they hired me, um, but I worked there. They had no DJ, just a jukebox that yes, you had to pay money to put uh, to have it play a song. What? They did have a VIP, but it was all dark. Um, let's see, there were like seven other girls there, um, and it was a crash course in stripping. I was there for two and a half days. I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, but I, I made very little, and I was disappointed. I talked to a woman there and asked her the most amount she ever made there. She'd worked there for two years. Um, she made four hundred, and it sounds like she, sounded like she wasn't. Uh, sounds like she was doing a lot for that money. Um, it was bad. It was shady. I talked to another girl that was working there with me, and she was like, "Yeah, this place sucks." Um, the third day I was working there, I uh, there were girls there that taught me like some pole tricks, and I learned really quickly how to talk to men I, I watched other strippers go up to customers in there and I would think that was their boyfriend because of how they were talking to them like I was I was stupid I didn't know how it worked so I had to I learned Aww. really fast in this shitty scary club um and then the third day I was talking to like I said that other girl that was like I don't know this place is scary um she was telling me about other clubs and how much you could make there 
And I told her I didn't want to work at this big one because I'd have to audition and I didn't want people to see me there, Um, which it turns out is not a huge deal and not a lot of people will anyway. Um, So after hearing a girl that was seven months pregnant working there say, I can't wait for this baby to get uh, get born so I can go back to doing coke. I was like, okay, I don't know if I should be here. This sounds like a scary place. Um, so I, I and the other girl that I was previously talking about said, hey, we're going to go get dinner. We'll be back. And we never looked back. Um, we went to a other shitty club and applied and then I came home and told my fiance at the time about it and he said please go to the bigger club um the bunny club where I am now uh please go there I know they have to audition but it sounds less scary it sounds like it's better so I did that and then my first night I made four hundred dollars and I never looked back first night that's a good first night oh where are we Right, <laughs> so, so much here. Um, have you ever turned anyone down for dances? Um, mm-hmm. if I felt unsafe with somebody, I would. Uh, and if somebody didn't want to pay my rate, um, I charge more than the bare minimum. Uh, and I've had men argue about it. And if they don't want to pay me what I charge, then I tell them, okay, I guess we're not doing the dance. Um, if I don't know, if somebody like really makes me uncomfortable, like I worry about my safety, which isn't often, I'll turn them down. Um, and then. Yeah, I guess that's it. Um, mm-hmm. Unless I'm worried about my safety. Uh, so you are allowed to say no. Oh, yeah. Job. Like you can you can create your own clientele there. They don't care if you say no. You don't have to say yes to anybody. You could just do stage if you wanted to. You would just go broke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I have had people that I wish I'd said no to. Um, I had a man at the end of our first dance say, hold on, let me go get my spit cup. And I realized he was going to chew tobacco while I was talking to him. So I told him our song was over anyway. So, um, but no, I don't think I've ever had anybody that I had to turn down. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite song to perform to? Anything that's less than two minutes. Um, I really like, because uh, I like I said, I don't go, like, go on stage. Um, <laughs> I really like Fucker Gently by Tenacious D. It's funny, it's slow, it's easy to move to. Um, I also like songs by PP Cocaine because I have trash taste in music. Um, <laughs> if you are on TikTok or at all, or anything like that, um, the song Hugh Hefner and Three Musketeers, um, the song that screams Shake That Ass, Hey, uh, it's Trap Bunny Bubble Bitch, like, her um i love her shit i danced to that it's less than two minutes um i've made the mistake of dancing to um seven minute songs before that was not on purpose um i used to dance to like pink floyd i used to dance to holy diver um a lot of like rock um some toby keith um i used to dance to songs like that but yeah now i just pick short songs so i can Get Go make stage. the real money. Yeah. <laughs> that Toby Keith 9-11 stuff. That's how I like to remember 9-11. <laughs> it is in my face. I would do Who's Your Daddy? Um, like, that's <laughs> what I would dance to. So, yeah. <laughs> I knew one girl one time that danced to a song she recorded. Yeah. Oh, okay. How'd that was go? It, uh, it was fine for her. Like she, she was, um, she was one of those that made a lot of money in the story I told you of Lily and Rose. Uh, she was Lily, and she was gonna make money no matter what. But she obviously had to have a whole lot of self confidence to do that. Right. Yeah, I'm just imagining Terry from Reno 911. The... <laughs> it's amazing. Would you recommend this line of work? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's people that do it are prone to addiction. Strippers have a high rate of disassociating and BPD. Um, you're likely to be assaulted. Um, you're going to deal with some scary people. You'll be tying your worth up into your looks. Um, 
it's hard to like actually talk to people and really connect after you do this for a while. The money is great. Setting your own schedule is great. Being in control of um, what you wear and how you look is amazing. But I don't think anybody comes to this job because things are going well. Um, if you want to make a lot of money and you're in a hard place, like, yeah, I, I get it. Do it. Um, be safe. Be smart. But at the end of the day, it is not something I'd recommend to anybody. I've other I've had friends ask me, say they wanted to audition where I work. And I've said, um, you can. I will help you if you do. But I would not recommend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, what's something people don't know about being a stripper? Um... I think they don't realize the freedom that you can really have with it. Like, like I said, I make my own schedule. Um, a lot of customers expect you to be a certain type of person. And, um, I am not that type of person. I'm not putting myself through school. I don't actually have custody of a kid or a child or anything, despite what I tell customers. Um, I don't have any big thing like that, that I'm there for. I'm there because I enjoy the life I'm able to live with this job. Um, so I don't think people realize like the range of person that can be there and work there and like what, kind of freedom it really affords you um that said there are plenty of people that do the sign of work that are trapped there or are in unfortunate situations that that freedom has led them into or kept them in mm-hmm. you know in sales and you are in sales yes but yeah. something that that i've always been told is your easiest mark is another salesperson <laughs> because they get confident and then they let their guard down so I don't necessarily think that for myself, but there have been plenty of times I've encountered somebody like that. And usually what I do is I'll talk to them for a while. I'll play a long game. Um, they're the ones that I'll try and get to buy me drinks so I can see if they're invested. But I'll tell them, well, I, I know I can't hustle you like so I can just chill with you and I can be myself with you. And yeah, then I'll get their money that way. Yeah. Like, Because then yeah. they're like, oh, I've won. Now I can do whatever. And I'm like, Absolutely, yeah. my purse gets fat. <laughs> And that's that's why I like to take the line of uh, complete and total apathy and nihilism. Yeah, which that is being stonewalled. It's hard to work with that. Like, yeah. I absolutely have to go up with that. So well, and, and the, the joke, I've seen it on TV shows before where everybody knows that the backstory is a lie. Yeah, there there is no sex in the champagne room. I will insinuate there is sex. I will nod, nod and giggle my head. I will say, yeah, uh-huh, sure. Yeah. As far as there being sex in the champagne room, there is no sex in the champagne room. There isn't even champagne in the champagne room. As a Chris Rock classic. Yeah. yeah. I remember I that. Comedy. <laughs> but uh, it's you know everybody feels like they found the special one that actually loves them oh my god yeah. it's great it's <laughs> right it works yeah you're the special one <laughs> <laughs> you're you're different i'll uh i have like deep dark stories like and deep secrets and real personal tragic tales i'll tell these customers that are 100 percent fabricated or stolen from a, J- uh, a james defranco movie or a lana del rey <laughs> right. song or some okay cupid profile like all stories like that that are deep and heartfelt that i'll tell these men and they'll think that we've gotten close but like at the end of the day i am in the wind yeah, i course. love it i've uh, i've absolutely told a fake story to someone and they start to empathize and I go yeah I just made that up don't tell them that here's the thing they've already gone through all the feelings they already feel some way about me they're already empathizing so 
or, or sympathizing yeah. even better. Yeah, just and I want to tell them the tragic story that has definitely absolutely happened to me. It doesn't matter so. that I just told them I was lying. They're already feeling that way. Yeah, so it's it's I wish there. it worked that way for me. No, because yeah, then, no, sure then they're like, yeah. they were tricked by a dumb woman. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I get that. Oh, the misogyny. <laughs> right? Sucks. Have you ever fallen for a coworker? I have. Um, I am polysexual. Um, so I have had plenty of women that I've gotten crushes on that I work with or that I've fallen in love with. Um, the times that happened, it was bad. I definitely got distracted at work. Um, and those times ended in a lot of drama. Um, I know I keep saying this, but nobody comes there because because things are going well as far as working there. And there are a lot of people dealing with a lot of scary things um, there. And you, it's it's hard to get close to somebody with demons. And I am the kind of person I mentioned that um, I had a significant other that was living off of my income. I'm the kind of person to do that. So I'm very quickly going to, like, go out of my way to help these people that at the end of the day aren't going to love me back. And I've had that issue. Um, I think I think the women I'm attracted to tend to be more straight than bisexual or they tend to be more likely to be in um, a relationship with a man for whatever reason and that has come up um, a lot and they also I also tend to be attracted to unstable women um, so I've started just avoiding people I'm attracted to every other night at work I'll text my best friend and be like oh my god I have a new love of my life she's beautiful I will never talk to her um, the times I've had women that I think are attractive at work um, like coworkers flirt with me I've said thank you so much please never talk to me again um, I wear headphones when I come in, so I don't interact with people in ways that are like detrimental to my health. Um, so I've definitely had that. And I also had a girlfriend that came and worked with me for a while and it was quickly an issue. Um, she didn't want to put in the hustle. She was also like in a bad place. Obviously she was working there. Um, but like it also ended up causing problems. Um, so yeah, I definitely, and I've had, um, I've had other men that I've enjoyed spending time with that I met there. Um, but at the end of the day, they are also broken people that I don't need to be around. Um, so I just kind of don't shit where I eat now. Yeah, no. But you can fix them. Uh, no, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> no amount of money or sympathy or indulgences will fix anybody. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I'm glad you can recognize yeah. that. Yeah. I get a message about once a month from a friend that said, I met this guy and he just got out of prison. No, I can fix God, him. I'm like, no. no. He went there for arson and it was because he liked burning stuff. He sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have any rivals? Not anymore, and it's made me soft. <laughs> um, for my latest, my latest rival for a while uh, was a girl that. Um, was much younger um, and a lot more ruthless than I am. Uh, she was great at her job. She frequently would make as much or more than I did. She was always on customers. Um, she hasn't been in in a while. And we also like a year ago patched things up more or less. Like we're chill, we just avoid each other. So not so much anymore. Um, in the past though, uh, probably like two or three years of me working there, there were a group of what I call the bad girls club. And oh, they God. were girls that would run elaborate hustles. They would charge more than guys signed up for. Guys were getting chargebacks. We, um, I, I saw these women were making money and I did anything I could to work with them. Not to the point of like dealing drugs or like hoeing myself out or anything, but like I wanted to work with them and I would make money with them. And while they did shady shit, I would look the other way and just like watch the door. Um, but I, when working with them, I got called into, um, the office and we had a talk and, um, at some point or the other, all of those women were put on DNP and have since left the club. Um, but 
they definitely would like pick fights or get into rivalries with me over dumb shit. Um, they would say something. I would speak up. I would stand up for myself. I wouldn't kowtow um, just because I'm there to make money. I'm not I'm not there to make friends. Um, <laughs> so there would frequently be disputes. Um, the last one, uh, Lily, the girl that I mentioned that started the whole like VIP game changer of having yeah bringing in multiple girls and vips and then knowing how to ask for more tips without promising anything knowing how to get out of like providing anything knowing how to piss off for most of the vip and not do anything knowing how to work men up and get them the light lie down she was always getting into fights with people and creating drama um she had i'm not going to talk about her home life sorry that's not pertinent to this um but she at one point was asking girls about their loyalty and who were they loyal to and just huge drama she eventually like left the club um i hope she's doing well uh but she was the last like big rival i had she was an incredible worker. She made crazy amounts of money. Like I'm sure there are nights where she made double digit thousands of dollars, like tens of thousands of dollars a night. Um, she was incredible. I've never had a rival like that since. And I miss that, that like I've, I've read books on like success and competition and all of them suggest having a rival, like having something to rise up I mean, to. Even if you don't realize that you are trying like your very hardest every time now, because you, you know, you want to be the best. Yeah. You know? I want to be, I want to be Lily yes. now. I want people. And I do yeah. like, I, Oh my gosh. Um, I, a while back, I heard my manager tell me that some girl was called by a, a customer called her a mean whore. And I thought oh, that's what I want to be. I want to be a mean whore. I want to uh, get me, get me booty shorts that say mean whore. Like I want to be ruthless about it. I want to make me money. I want to make girls money. I, I want to, I want to ruin a, a man's bank account. Like <laughs> the girl that I was talking about could get these customers to raise their credit card limits, to bring up different cards, to open new accounts. Like it was crazy. The things she could get. Um, that's definitely like, she was unstable in a lot of ways, but she was incredible at work. And that's definitely something I want to match. And occasionally like I'll hear other girls talk about me that way and I'm so enthralled by it yeah, um, I just wish I didn't have to be so cold to them so in so many ways that's it I'll uh, I'll come work with you do it yeah, yeah. do it I See, you make that money yeah I'm gonna eat a lot more ice cream so I get bigger titties though okay just contour <laughs> them like I do <laughs> is, is it just makeup yeah I uh, I put um like uh I use a contour palette. I use the dark shades like around the like inside where like, like shadows would be. And yeah, and then I do um highlight on the top of it and then I'll wear like a giant push-up bra and then I'll wear a shirt that's too small. Um and yeah, it's an illusion. And honestly, if I wanted to double up on bras and do other things I could, like you can turn you can turn an A cup into a rack. Oh yeah, you can. Real easily. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> We're going to be rivals. Good. Finally. Finally. Good, healthy rivalry. I don't even have my favorite coworker coming in anymore. She's the one that um, got hurt. Uh, but like she and I would work together and make each other money. And like she's one of the few people that never worried about like tipping each other out. And we're honest with each other. And like I, I wish I even just had somebody I could work with the way I used to with these other women. Like I just I want to make more money. I want other people to make more money with me. My my fake name. Yes. Candy buttons. Candy buttons. I, it's perfect. I it's love perfect. it. Candy buttons. Candy buttons. <laughs> <laughs> this is dumb. I can't. No. I do not. There was a girl that used that the well. name Pound Cake Very at one good. point. Pound Cake. Yeah. She's, she was a bigger girl. She auditioned. She didn't get it, but she was going by Pound Cake, and I thought that was the cutest I fucking mean, thing. Yeah. I, especially if she's yeah. a bigger girl. That's perfect. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. cute. I, uh, <laughs> I'll tell men my real, my fig real name, um, and then if they ask my stage name, I'll give them 
a fake stage name. So if they complain or leave a Google review, like I'm out of it. Either way. (laughs) You can use candy buttons all you want. Candy buttons. No, I tell them Noelle is my stage name. (laughs) Uh, What's the weirdest thing you've been asked to do? Um... I guess I've had, yeah, I've had women try to get me to go with them to a customer's place um, and make more money with them. Um, Within my first couple of years, there was one girl. She was somebody that was in part of that bad girls club um, that I talked about. Uh, She and I drove out to some trailer park. I think it was during like the Chili Bowl races. So there were a lot of like dirt guys. Yeah. Um, Real, real trash hours. And we didn't do anything because they wanted us to come into our trailer. And I was like, no, I'm going home. But that was definitely something that looking back, I'm like, why? I like, why did I do that? Why did I get in her car and like, let us, why did I get there in the first place? Um, I've had situations like that. I think usually the weirdest things I've been asked to do have been more from coworkers, just going along with things, um, like trying to find the right plug for them to hook their customer up with drugs, um, or having to like turn the other way. Um, I've done plenty of weird things to distract customers. Like when they're getting too assaulty, I'll tell them um, that my or a girl I'm working with, a erogenous zone is like her elbow, just so they'll focus on that instead. Um, oh, I had a man that was into like farting, burping and smelling armpits. And he smelled my. this was my first year and I did not know how to make money off of this the right way. I don't think we even had VIPs at that point, um, but he wanted to smell my armpits and he wanted me to burp because I can do that on command. So I can too. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fun trade. <laughs> There, there's a lot of fart porn on TikTok. I imagine. Yeah, there's Because you can do it with pants on. I, I can't find guys oh, to pay yeah. me to do it. Um, like, I, I do it for free sometimes, but, um, yeah. <laughs> Don't I, we all. <laughs> I'll blame it on the girl next to me, though. You got to do it through, like, Snapchat or OnlyFans or one of those where you can have it, like, private. Yeah. Because it's got to be their fart. That's that's gonna be there. It's gonna be their own personal fart. Okay. Well, because no. I, I had to know, and it popped up on my for you page, and I was like, why is this lady? She has like thirty five videos. We have different for you pages. Uh, I guess I even <laughs> said that to them. I was like, man, our for you pages are way yeah, different. Okay. <laughs> Mine's cute girls with fun makeup and cottage core. <laughs> I've got. Uh, it's mostly comedy and like cute animals. <laughs> I follow several. Within fart porn. I think you're Adam Sandler. <laughs> I follow several accounts of baby monkeys. Oh, okay. And I do want one. But this <laughs> random video popped up and it's just this lady and it was, and she said like part 26 oh and then gosh. just a full minute of her farting in different situations. And I clicked on the comments. I had to know. And it is dude's offering her like come find me on facebook get that money message me i want you to fart for me yeah i can get it so i think it has to be personal yeah i I, if i had a man (laughs) offer to pay me for that i would make him go vip and then i would find a way to fake a fart like (laughs) Like, yeah it would happen yeah (laughs) just eat a whole bunch of i can sell powdered sugar and tell you it's something else i'm sure i can fake a fart for money definitely Speaking of what you would do, what's a no-go for you? Um, selling actual drugs would be a no-go for me. Um, one, I just don't want to be involved in that. Two, it puts me more in the crosshairs of getting in legal trouble or losing my job. Um, but also, I just don't want to be part of that. Yeah. Um, I won't actually have sex or, like, actually do a sex act with anybody there. Um, 
maybe if I was single, I would. But even when I was single, it like I didn't do shit like actually in the room or anything there. I would it would be extracurricular. Um, what else? Uh, I wouldn't hurt anybody to the point that I could get in trouble. Like if somebody I'm not if so, even if somebody wants me to beat me up, me, me to beat them up, I'm going to make sure that like the managers there like knows. Um, so I won't cross that boundary and I won't do any like animal crushing. I won't do anything that's like hugely unethical, I guess. Um, or puts me in danger. The end. All right. Yeah. Animal crushing. Yeah. That's, that's, that's never a been thing. a thing, but uh, I would worry about that. Okay. So, yeah. I, I, mean, I just want to make sure that that's not like something other dancers yeah, are doing. No, not that I know of. So yeah. that might be a thing though. It is a thing. Uh, it is a thing. I know squishing with your feet, but like actual like baby, like people like. Yeah. Things. Like kittens. Yeah. Like All right. Baby yeah. It's dying. awful. Anyway, uh, no, yeah, I didn't even yeah, get on no, this. I'm like, sorry. Like serial killers. No, yeah. um, no, like violent things or things that like hurt other people, I won't do. Um, I also won't take payment on like PayPal or like any way that I'm going to get in trouble. Um, yeah. I have taken weird forms of payment, but yeah. yeah. Cole's credit card. Yeah, Cole's credit card. Yeah, he said it was a gift card, but his name was printed on it. Um, I tried to run it at the ATM and I didn't have the pen. And then I tried to have them run it for... Um, our monop our dancer money um and that didn't work i never tried it online because i'm not gonna fucking shop at kohl's so um but i was given supposedly a 400 dollars card for a 25 lap dance he didn't know he was just getting the lap dance but i didn't trust his form of payment so i just took it um but yeah <laughs> they do have good kitchen appliances um, I order everything to be shipped, so I'm not, I'm not going to a fucking calls. <laughs> fuck yeah, he could probably find your address yeah. with that. So he, that's <laughs> he could, cool. yeah, that's another thing I was worried about, like if he'd reported it stolen or something coming up. So yeah. I want no interaction with police. Right on, right on. And so we're using fake information, obviously. Yes, fake names. And I know you, Hannah knows you, but we can't do any plugs or promotions. So. I apologize for that. That's all the questions we have. Um, I guess. Do you want any volunteered information? Or? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what else you got? Uh, I got, like, I guess information of how I work that any, like, new strippers might be able to benefit from. Yeah, let's um, wrap it up with that. If you if you can steal my bit and make it work better for you, cool. Um, I wouldn't suggest doing line by line, but you do you. Um, so every night I have, like, certain phrases I repeat to myself. I have mantras I go over. Um about like how to talk and things like that. Um, I also, when I approach customers, I will try, I will sit on them first to interact with them um, because I want them already in that mindset. Uh, I will physically interact with them basically. Um, and then I will ask their name um, or the, where they're from, their name, their hobbies, kind of get them thinking about that. And then I'll ask them if they want to get a dance. I'll say, do you want when do I get to play with you? Um, and if they don't want to get a dance or go VIP, then I'll ask them to buy me a drink so I can make them monetarily invest so I can at least make sure they're going to invest. Um, and then at that point, I'll try to turn the conversation emotional. I'll like scratch their heads. I'll ask them what kind of music they listen to. I'll ask them if they have pets. Um, and then I'll uh, usually try and feel like how they want to be seen, what kind of man they want to be thought of as and try and make them feel that way. Um, and then I'll, I'll say, well, it feels like you're ready to have some fun. And then I'll try to get them to do a lap dance or go VAP. If they say no, I'll get another drink to make them monetarily invest. And then I'm looking for one more no before I actually give up. And so then I'll turn my conversation to financial. I will um, ask them what their job is so I can see like 
if they have the kind of money to spend that I want, because I'm not going for one dance. I'm going for a couple hundred dollars at least. Um, so I'll ask what they do. I'll get information that way. Just because they have a, a theoretically low paying job doesn't mean they won't spend money. You're not looking for actual finances. You're looking for what they want to spend, their wealth, like what they'll actually spend. Um, the, yeah. the poor kid in elementary school always had the new game console. Yeah, like you, you're looking for um, people that sometimes have just like won a lawsuit or come into like their their pension um sometimes it's people that have won at the lottery um sometimes it's people that you don't want somebody that has a lot of money and doesn't want to show it off if they're not wearing like cowboy boots or an obvious watch or like any sort of accessories they're probably not going to be lavish with their money and that's fine as a person but like i'm looking for a mark so that um so yeah i'll ask them their job and then I'll ask if they have pit, um, kids or if they're married. Um, if they're older and married, I'll say, oh, you're the kind of guy I'm supposed to stay away from. I keep falling for older married guys and they lack. It just always break my heart. And then that'll usually further hook them. Um, but I want to see pictures of their family or their kids at that point. Because usually those pictures, they'll have um, things in the background that'll indicate they have money. Like their cars or their giant Christmas tree or their cruise ship or wherever their vacation is. Um, and then at that point, I'll tell them... because then I'm looking to go in the back. I'll say, you know, if we go in the naughty room, I can be real discreet. Um, and then once they're back there, I'll have them spend money for the room and then I'll ask them how much fun they want to have and then ask for money based on that using really vague terms. Um, and then I take their money and make some vague promise about hanging out later and never see them again. <laughs> I do not keep regulars. All right. That is fantastic. This has been a great episode. Yes, Hannah, oh, what else you, you got? I think that's it. We really appreciate you coming on yeah. with us Can today. I give one more final plug? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, make sure to, uh, if you haven't heard, there's going to be a general strike October 15th um, for members of the working class. They're striking for a $20 minimum wage, um, 12 weeks paid maternity leave and health care, uh, four-day work week, environmental regulation, and a 25% corporate tax. If you can strike October 15th, you should. Um, there is power amongst the proletariats and uh, working class solid I will be taking that day off. Right on. Right on. And uh, listeners, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of How Do You Do? Bread, Breakfast, and... Hannah Backwards. And our guest, Samantha. Hi. Thank you very much. We love you. Good night. Good night.